0: With or not your truth or kindness, Lord With or not your truth or kindness,
1: Lord Welcome to The Notice, where together we notice the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hookstra, your host. The Notice podcast explores the need for validation and affirmation, through Biblical musings and unique stories from special guests. Experience relevant topics and encouragement when we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. Do you attend church, maybe even a small group, but wish you could have someone to come alongside you one-on-one and help you grow in your faith? On this episode, I talk with Lisa Lanke, a ministry leader with Northwest Michigan Jesus Ministry, a discipleship ministry based in Traverse City. We discuss discipleship, the role of the church, and how meeting with someone regularly can help our walk with God. I'm so excited to welcome to the podcast a dear friend and sister in Christ, Lisa Lemke. Lisa is a ministry leader with Northwest Michigan Jesus Ministry based in beautiful Traverse City. She's married, has two adopted, uh, grown children, and recently retired from her position with Good News Media. She has experienced all kinds of challenges in life a battle with alcohol and fertility, an incredible water skiing accident, lots of family challenges, and is in the process of writing a book. Yet through all of these ups and downs, she manages to find time to disciple women one-on-one. In fact, Lisa played an especially important role in my life in this capacity, and I am so grateful for her. So Lisa Lemke, welcome. Hey there,
0: Susan. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great that you're here. I can't believe we're doing this. (laughs) I think it's great. Are we doing this? We yeah, <laughs> are. It's doing wonderful. This? I'm yes. looking at you going, oh my gosh, oh you're awesome. doing this.
1: It's like a time warp. It is. Back. Yeah, now you and I met. Oh, wait. I was thinking about this today. I think it was like, about 15 years ago.
0: Oh baby, I was younger then. Yeah,
1: we (laughs) both were. Um, I was in Traverse City. We were both in Traverse City and I was working for Spring Arbor University and I wanted to connect with you because we wanted to connect Spring Arbor with Good News Media because you worked for that. Now, Good News Media is a nonprofit up in Traverse City that has quite a few radio stations and other things. And then you told me that you have the single, let's get together and just meet Let's meet again. Aww. Let's get together and meet again. I can and see And so why. we did, and we kept meeting, kept meeting at that Friday mornings. We met at for breakfast every Friday morning. We met for I don't know how long, and I didn't realize what was happening. But you became my mentor and discipler, mm-hmm. and you really got me through some really tough times and helped me grow in my faith. So um, that's how we met. We've done lots of things together. We helped run women's retreats. We've been in classes together and stayed in touch over the years. And tell me a little bit about what you did at Good News Media. And and I know you're retired from there now, but tell me a little bit about what you did.
0: Um, So basically, I was hired to be the person to work with businesses, to have them support the ministry of Good News Media. So I would be that person that would make that phone call to the businesses and ask them for their support. I also did events there, um, coordinate events and things like that, but my main goal there was to be able to work with the businesses.
1: And there's an arm of the Good News Media um, Northwest Michigan Jesus Ministry, which you're still a part of. I am. So tell me a little bit about that ministry.
0: Okay, so um, in 2000, in 2000 uh, we distributed 165,000 videos, Jesus videos, to the surrounding six surrounding counties of the life of Jesus. And after that, the group that we were working with all together, we really felt like God was moving it into a, a little bit of a different direction. We, we mailed the video out so people could see mm-hmm. it, but it was like, what's next? What's after the video? So that's where uh, the Northwest Michigan Jesus Ministry was conceived, and we started that in the discipleship ministry so that we weren't just sending the video out in the mail, but we were actually working with churches and individuals To help disciple people.
1: If you were to define what discipleship means, what do you think that means?
0: Yeah, so you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. And I think basically it's just a one-on-one relationship. It's partnering up with somebody and just being that person to them. Um, If they aren't, if they don't know Jesus, help them to understand who Jesus is. If they do know who Jesus is, help them to know who Jesus is more. And just to help them along. And then once they are, like for me, I mean, I I was um, recovered from drugs and alcohol. And that person came alongside me and helped me through that and helped me to learn more about Jesus. And so from that, I was able to take what I learned that was in my heart and take it to somebody else.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because the first thing we think about when we think about I'm going to have a relationship with God is I'm going to go to church. Mm -hmm. Go to church, that's where I'm going to find God, right? right? He's certainly there. He sure is. (laughs) So he's certainly there, but then there's also like smaller groups. We have smaller groups in churches now too that provide a little bit more intimacy. But what's
0: different about one-on-one? Because it's more intimate. I mean, when you're with, when you and I met every Friday, it was between me and you and God. It was very intimate, I and mean, we were able to really share a lot. I think a lot of people might be a little reserved in groups or in church, or doesn't feel like to open up. Mm-hmm. But when they feel safe, they're going to open up. And I think uh, being on the one on one, it's just a more intimate time with God between me and you, and right. very. And special. you can
1: hit you can hit issues that you might not otherwise
0: hit. Absolutely, and um, I think again, it's a trust setting. factor. You know, to be able to. Feel comfortable with that person. And, you know, I really believe God puts the right people in our lives all the time. It's not a coincidence that you and I met. No, it's It's not not. a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. That you and I became, (laughs) you know, good friends through this time. I mean, God put us together and and, uh, we were obedient to Him to be able to work together with Him.
1: Well, the one thing about that is not only does it provide intimacy, but when there's consistency. We were there every Friday. We were. I can't even remember maybe maybe ever now and then, but we were there and it was a long time and we were both committed to it. You know, there was, it was at a time in my life that was really tough, but you came alongside me and listened to that. You listened to a lot of brokenness, Mm -hmm. you listened to a lot of anger, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of hurt, Mm -hmm. um, because there was a lot of things going on at that time. And I know that God brought me up there for that purpose. He wanted to heal me. Like he wants to heal all of us. Absolutely. And I think there's something special that happens when you can get to the nitty-gritty of that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I want to tell one story about what happened with us. And that was that we, you know, we kept meeting and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you would you would invite me to certain things and that you would think would help help me grow in my faith. And so one of the things you invite you go, let's go to this mini retreat. Okay. And um, the head of the ministry, Northwest Michigan Jesus Ministry, has this beautiful home out in Lake Leland, gorgeous, and has this little place downstairs mm-hmm. for that purpose, mm-hmm. um, which I just thought was pretty amazing in itself. So we went, and we went to this, this home, and I was just like, okay, I'm just here to get to know God better and all this stuff. And, and so there were a couple people there, and one of the ladies there was from a ministry called Open Hearts Ministry, mm-hmm. and it was to minister to people who had been through sexual abuse mm-hmm. and up until this time I didn't I, I kind of pushed that mm-hmm. aside I pushed it aside and thought that didn't happen to me and mm-hmm. pretended it didn't Then I came up with a lot of protective ways to protect mm-hmm. myself and I think a lot of my anger and the, my presence was mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. and so that really changed my life and I'm not sure I can explain to you but after that weekend I went and I sat by the bay
0: mm-hmm.
1: and all of a sudden I felt the wind Mm -hmm. I could see people breathing Mm -hmm. it was the first time I actually felt alive and that was because I had actually got through the story Mm -hmm. and actually revealed it and so I think I wouldn't have gotten there had I not felt safe enough Mm -hmm. to do that and sometimes we have do that. We have to get safe and be with one person one-on-one. I'm sure you have other stories of people that you worked with and, you know, the the struggles that you've seen them go. And I'm sure there's times that you've worked with people where they just, it just didn't go anywhere. Can you tell me a little bit about those ups and downs?
0: Yeah. um, You know, when we're going through that, it's hard. Um, I used to say when I taught this class, it's like going over the you don't know what's on the other side your normal is what you know but it's not normal do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so you're living your normal but that isn't your normal and to go on the other side is pretty scary and so to see people including myself i mean you talk about what you went through same thing with me as far as my alcoholism and my drug addiction is to be able to go okay i don't need that anymore and i've sobered 30 years praise god amen <laughs> to that so it um but you have to get there that's the key is you have to let go and let god take it and some people um just don't do that and it's mm-hmm. sad i've seen it i I've, I've seen it and um you know i can't control what i can't control because it's between god and them right right absolutely as, as well right. as, as yeah. it is for me so but um If you're ready to work with God, he's going to take you through it.
1: And he'll bring somebody along to help
0: you. He will. He really will. He will.
1: And, you know, he's such a healing God. I always think of that uh, John 5 where the the guy goes to the pool Mm -hmm. and Jesus says to him, well, do you want to be healed? Exactly. Do you want to be healed? And and I've read a book called Healing is a Choice, which I think is a really great book, Mm -hmm. too. And it just talks about, yeah, sometimes you have to choose for the healing. I think I was in a place where I didn't. If I didn't choose
0: for healing, I don't know what I was gonna end up doing. Well, I don't think any you of us know? do. I think about that with you my know? addiction. You know, where would I be? Would I be living? Would I not? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. Lots of people have different definitions of what discipleship means. Let me just read a couple of quotes that I thought were pretty interesting that I found from Francis Chan. He mm-hmm. said, "We reduce discipleship to a canned program, and so many in the church." end up sidelined in a spectacular mentality that delegates discipleship making to pastors and professionals, ministers, and missionaries, which I thought was really interesting Mm -hmm. because when we're talking about you meeting with me, this is like in the trenches. Mm -hmm. You weren't a pastor. Yes, you were involved in a ministry, but that wasn't wasn't Mm -hmm. it. That wasn't the whole thing. So tell me about that. I mean, we all, I find myself even now, in natural discipleship roles that I didn't even create. Right, Right. I didn't
0: um, orchestrate. Well, I think it's a matter of just being open to what God has for you. You know, and if he brings something in front of you and you feel that it's something that you need to be a part of, um, you're going to be a part of it, you know. And my heart always has been, since I've been saved, is women's hearts and their lives and, and how they get through life. And so um, that's kind of what I lean towards. But God puts these women in my life. And uh, you know what? It goes both ways. Yes, I was there with you. But guess what, Susan? You were there for me, too. Mm-hmm. It's a two-way street. You know, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. definitely helped me, too.
1: There's, there's so many things that God shows us in those oh, relationships. Wow. And, you know, I also think of, I mean, discipleship is something God commands us and he calls does. us he to does. do. In Luke uh, 9, 23, he says, Then he said to them all, whoever, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Mm-hmm. He wants us to continue to pass this torch That's on. Right. And I, I guess I look at discipleship as passing the torch on. There's that great verse in uh, 2 Corinthians, and I say this a lot on my podcasts for for you frequent listeners, but it's in 2 Corinthians, where it talks about comforting others with the same comfort you've been given by God. And I remember that because as I work with other people, I remember that somebody did that for me, and that this is what it's meant to disciple, is to pass that torch on. I've been in different church settings where they try to get a mentorship program going or discipleship program, tell me a little bit about your experience with that. Have you seen? Tell me a little you bit know, about
0: that. You know, I think um, I love small groups. And my husband and I do, and have had been in small groups, you know, ever since I can remember. And I think they're very good because I think it brings uh, camaraderie together and people together, and we can learn from each other. Um, and in the church. Uh, there's a lot of different areas. It just depends on what it is. I, I don't have, you know, we've got Grief Share, which mm-hmm. I think is wonderful for people. It's great. We have, uh, we have we um, have uh, divorce care, mm-hmm. which I think it can be wonderful. You know, we've got uh, Celebration Recovery in all over the United States, right, which is right. amazing. Yeah. We have it at our church. Which yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually helped bring it to Traverse City. But um, it is. I guess that's my answer is it's a good thing, you know, but again, I think the best is when you have a one-on-one because Mm -hmm. somebody can really um, bring that person along. You know, I look at my experience with women that help me, you know,
1: so. It's funny because with with my small group, I always encourage them to try to seek out, I call it the small, medium, and large, you know, The large, the corporate worship, we need to mm-hmm. like feel that community yes. of corporate worship when we're worshiping God and, and getting together in a you know, larger way. And then the small groups, I think, are huge mm-hmm. because you do get this. You get the smaller community. You feel like somebody's coming alongside mm-hmm. you a little bit more. They know a little bit more. You can empathize and serve each other. Mm-hmm. And But then the, there's also the one-on-one. A lot of the growth that I've experienced, all three of those. Yes. But I can't say that um, to... To get those one-on-ones are really challenging. Mm-hmm. So how would you encourage our listeners to, to seek out a, a mentoring or, or discipleship-type relationship?
0: You know, a long time ago I said to somebody, I said, could you imagine if everybody that loved Jesus was a mentor to one person? Because I think sometimes people think, oh, that's so hard. How would I do that? What would I say? I can't do that. I don't know what I don't know. But actually we do know what we do know through Christ. Because you know, I always say, you know, I, I, you know, for me personally, I'm just trying to do it myself. There's no way, but, you know, the Lord takes me through it. So I would encourage anybody just to, uh, if God is putting somebody on your heart, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And take that to heart. And you'll find out that it's the best thing, that it's just such a great it, experience. It, is. it, it is. really is.
1: Well, I have a cute story. I have a, a woman that I, um, she calls me her mentor. I don't nice. know. I think we're just friends. <laughs> Both <laughs> and or, right. yeah. But she, she, I, I guess about, I don't know, it was about five or six years ago, she was really praying. She really wanted she wanted a mentor. And she was really praying for somebody that could come alongside her and, and help her and, and help her walk. And she really prayed. And it's so cute because, you know, she always talk, tells people when she introduces me, well, this is the person I prayed for. Oh, and it's, it's been a beautiful relationship. Oh. Um, and if you're listening, you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> but it, you know, it's a beautiful relationship and We've just been great friends and really nurtured each other and nice. we walk. We've watched, we've seen each other grow in our faith over the uh, the few years we've known each other. I think that a good step, like you said, is if, if some you feel in your heart to mentor somebody else, you should just do it. Another step I think is to pray for one. Absolutely. That if you need one, is to pray for somebody Absolutely. to come into your life, yeah. because um, God God hears those prayers. He sure
0: does, and
1: He knows that. And then, you know, there have been times when I just said, well, I just need to seek somebody out. Mm. You know, I mm-hmm. need to seek somebody out and just just get together with them and mm-hmm. just say, hey, you know, I could really use some advice on this or thoughts mm-hmm. like that. You know, the Bible says with many advisors, you shall succeed. Amen. I know that that's really helpful for all of us is to, to get some advice. And it's not just about advice. I mean, when you're when you're uh, doing discipleship, oh it's about encouraging them to establish good spiritual habits. Absolutely,
0: um, that's key. That's it's
1: important. about it's about assessment. Yeah. You know, being a guide and just kind of assessing where somebody's at. Um, being a motivator, a coach. You know, you can do this kind of thing. Um, advice sometimes, um, sometimes not. Sometimes teaching a little bit, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that um, you did, you do, and still do so well, is connecting resources, Mm -hmm. connecting people with the right resources. So, if for instance, if I was in, like, in some of the lay counseling I'm doing, if I somebody comes to me and they come up with a certain issue that they're talking about, there, there are lots of ministries Mm -hmm. out there. Like we talked, some Mm -hmm. of those Mm -hmm. divorce care, celebrate recovery, you know, that are really helpful to Mm -hmm. people. And one of the things I think a good mentor does is, is connect you with the yeah. resources, books, yes. um, podcasts, yes. songs, whatever they yep. are, yep. and, of course, scripture. Absolutely. Um, um, and then, of course, I think
0: accountability. I was going to say that. I was waiting for you to mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, because that's huge because that way it keeps – I need it. I need somebody keeping me accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, are you in the Word? You know, You know, and just that person that loves you enough to ask those questions.
1: And I think sometimes, you know, um, people who have gone through addictions, mm-hmm. they, they they really need an accountability. But when we're struggling in our faith, and we we, we all have different temptations, mm-hmm. we all have different things that we struggle mm-hmm. in, and to be able to be accountable mm-hmm. for that, whether it's drinking or viewing pornography or whatever it mm-hmm. is, yeah. you know, those those challenges, we, we really need to be able to be accountable. We do, someone.
0: because... You know, we can be our worst enemy, you know, and so to be able to have somebody that loves you enough to ask those questions. I remember the first time somebody asked me, I'm like, you know, and I was the one that said, ask me these questions. Mm -hmm. So it's important. But it depends on where you're at, you know, as far as accountability. It could Mm -hmm. be spiritual. It could be addiction. It could be anything.
1: Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was, and I know I'm speaking a lot from my experience, but one of the things I experienced when, when we were together was a lot of times you would ask me questions that would make me realize, okay, you're angry, but who are you angry at, uh-huh. Susan? Uh-huh. Are you really angry at that person, or are you angry at God? I remember. And those things were like,
0: oh, I didn't realize there's such a big, huge connection. There is. And, yeah, and I remember back then, you know, praying for you, to be able to get to a place where you realize really where you were because your heart was huge. I mean, you had a heart for God, you love God, you know, and all of that. But when you're, when you're that beaten down, it can be, can look a little different. So lots yes. of prayer.
1: Yes. Lots of prayer. Mm-hmm. Lots of connections and resources. Mm-hmm. You connected me with a lot of different people, which was, which was helpful to me mm-hmm. in, in my own walk. I just think how important it is for us to to seek these kind of relationships out.
0: Oh, absolutely because when you're when you don't and you're kind of introverted, I mean, it doesn't matter personality, but you really aren't involved with a church or a small group or somebody that can walk alongside you, it can be pretty lonely.
1: Don't you think sometimes the church and this isn't to talk negatively about the church, but I think we we have areas we need to grow. And I think one of them is is we, almost everything is set up for social interaction. And a lot of times, you know, like sharing in small groups is really hard for people.
0: Yeah, I think for me, for the church, um, the church is the big C, the body of Christ. But when it comes to mentoring and discipleship, they teach us how to do it, but then we have to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people think that the pastor's the one that's supposed to be there for us, and he's not. He's supposed to be there, but you know what I mean? Okay. It's yeah. the people like you and I that go, mm-hmm. okay, God, mm-hmm. I get it. Now we do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think um, it just, um, the church, praise the Lord, we have the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the people inside the church that really have to get to a place where they're going to be obedient to what God has for
1: and I think the other thing that happens in one-on-one is, you know, we live in such a busy, crazy busy, and now with all this technology, we're getting pulled away. Every minute of our day isn't captured with something. And I don't, I'm not sure we
0: listen very well. It's funny you should say that because, um, so between me retiring and I lost both my parents this year. Uh, my life has changed on a 180, like, who's, you know, because I was caring for my parents and then mm-hmm. working. And I've said so much since June, since I retired, my rose-colored glasses look a lot different mm. because I look back at my life and I think I was busy, you know, but we really, God has a lot out there for us and we really need to take note what he has. And I think times we don't mm-hmm. because we're too busy, like you just said, so... Life is looking a lot different right now. You asked me how I love retirement. I love it, but it's, it's, you know, we're here for such a time as this, and then we're off t- to glory. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at life a lot different. Yeah, and I that, think yeah. I think you're right. Life is between technology and um, just the way the world is now. It's it, it's like a miracle. And that's
1: where I think having these one-on-one relationships yeah. provide... Oh, wow, somebody's actually sitting down and caring about exactly. listening to what I have to say. Exactly, And taking a deep breath. Right, right, yeah, yeah. taking a deep breath. I know we're doing this thing at church where we're, you know, just take two minutes of silence, you know, just two minutes mm-hmm. just to catch your breath. But I also, I think one of the valuable things that happens is like I know in lay counseling, believe it or not, I can listen. I have to. Yes, you do. I have to listen. I yeah. can't just talk. But I have to listen, and you know, and obviously pray for discernment of the Holy Spirit, so that I can really hear what's going on with another person. So I think sometimes we there's a lot of noise going on with somebody, but you got to get to the heartbeat of Absolutely. what the issue is.
0: My life verse is Proverbs three, 3 five, and six. You've heard me mm-hmm. say it a thousand mm-hmm. million mm-hmm. times. But trust verse. the Lord with all your heart, lead not on your own understanding, and always acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. How often do we really take that serious? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, always acknowledge him and he will direct your path. It's 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 a pretty profound verse that I've used for years. And even myself, I mean not saying even myself, but I have to remind myself.
1: Oh, sure. You know, sure. okay, who's in control here? Yeah, we do, we all have to do that. And Love the fact that you're being aware of what's around you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that part of this podcast is about taking notice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, taking notice of what? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, he's present. He's with us and, and opportunities. Mm -hmm. There's opportunities to, to witness and to share with other people. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to live my life where, whoever's in front of me is who I'm ministering to, if that makes sense. It does. And I think that's why some organic relationships of mentoring have happened, because I've just tried to tried to be present with that person. Because nowadays, because we're so busy, people aren't as present as they need to be.
0: I remember one time years ago, someone said to me, I said, I said to this person, how you doing? And he said, do you really want to know? And I thought about it, I'm like, whoa, that's a loaded question. Do I wanna know? From that point on, on it was out at interlocking, that was a huge moment for me. Yes, I do wanna know. How often do we say, Hey Susan, how you doing? But on the other end of it, do we have the time to well, listen?
1: If you ask people that now they usually say fine. I know, you know exactly. They, you know what they say now? Busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I won't <laughs> I won't ask a question that way. I They're
1: busy. Yeah. How are you doing? Busy. I know. And it's like it's some badge of honor or something. I, know. I don't know. I, know. I don't know. But that quietness and mm-hmm. and to take the time to be in a mentoring relation, it does take time. It does. But it also, it takes, it's more of like just committing yourself to it. And I, I just want to say to listeners out there, I wouldn't probably even be sitting here doing a podcast today if I didn't commit to that. Mm-hmm. You know, if God... You know, God brought me the person, but you know, if I didn't commit to that and say, "Okay, God, what do you have Thanks for Lord. me in there," and be, you know, swallow my pride, trust, not lean on my own understanding, because you know, you know, I thought I was pretty smart.
0: <laughs> well, you are way smarter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you about got that. A education. <laughs> oh well, that's
1: just a piece of paper. But yeah, it's you know, there's so so our understanding of what good is, is, you know, everybody says God is good. I go, well, who gets to decide what good is? Mm -hmm. And God gets to decide what good is. Mm -hmm. And I remember two words you used to say to me. You said painfully wonderful. This mm -hmm. is going to be painfully wonderful, Mm -hmm. Susan. And, you know, that sounds like an oxymoron. But that's how God heals. He does. He takes you to the pain so you can get to the wonderful. And Mm -hmm. that was... That's something that I I pass on as a disciple. I pass it on, you (laughs) know. Thank you, Lisa.
0: No, thank you, God. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because he he wants to heal us. He does. And if you're somebody out there who needs some healing done in your life, you need just somebody to listen to you, somebody to just... Hear what you're saying. I'm gonna. I'm praying for you. I'm mm-hmm. praying that you bring Elisa Lemke into oh, your life. Yes. that will be able to to walk alongside mm-hmm. you. That will be able to encourage you in your walk with with God. There's a great verse that reminds me of how important this is, and this is Proverbs 13:20, and it states, "He who walks with the wise grows wise." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm sounds like a a fortune cookie (laughs) you know but it's better than a cookie because god really he he says you know just walk with the wise and you'll grow wise so you know at the same time i encourage you not only to make sure you get a mentor that's that's growing in christ Mm -hmm. and wise and god says here you walk with them you'll grow wise too so Mm -hmm. this is a great reminder for us to do that now there's also one Thing that I wanted to also write is or say, and this is Chuck Swindell said this. He said, Fortunately, God made all varieties of people with a wide variety of interests and abilities. He has called people of every race and color who had been hurt by life in every mangi- manner imaginable. Even the scars of past abuse and injury can be the means of bringing healing to another. What wonderful opportunities mm-hmm. to disciple. So, Lisa, I wanted to say thank you for having this conversation with me today. It's been fun. And for for reminding ourselves of how important that one-on-one discipleship is. Mm-hmm. And um, I thank you so much for being here. And i continue to pray for you as you're retired mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm sure God's going to provide these great opportunities for you to continue to minister to
0: others. And I would like to say that to have a Susan in your life to be able to see how God worked in a miraculous way. And to see, I mean, I look at you now, Susan, and it just brings tears to my eyes. It Okay, does. we're not
1: going to be crying here so, in a minute. <laughs> you know, to be able
0: to see what God can do to all of us. And I am just thankful that God worked in your life and that you were open to what he had for you. Um, and I'm just thankful that we're still friends and yes. and that we're able Thanks to God. see each other and You need to move back to Traverse City. (laughs) Yes, I do. I do.
1: I do. I really would like to do that. But thank you so much for being here. And for all you listeners out there, um, like I said, I'll be praying for you to find that one in one person. Next time on The Notice. What is it about capturing a story on film that resonates with us? Have you ever wondered how films are produced or how someone decides to be a filmmaker? Join me as I welcome award-winning filmmaker and owner of Flipbook Moving Pictures, Scott McGee. Scott and I talk about how God called him to make films, how he's noticed God through this powerful meeting, and about Scott's latest film, 490. Join us as we talk about noticing God through filmmaking. Until next time, take care.